You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hit high in the air towards center. Going back is Rosario to the track, to the wall. That ball is gone. A home run by Royce Lewis to straightaway center field. He swings and drives one deep in the air to right center field. Madris back at the track. He looks up this one well out of here. The first of Alex Kirilov's career at the high A level. Brings home three more runs, makes it 9-3. to three. Fort Myers... Uh, a couple of home runs there. Uh, Royce Lewis uh, hitting one, and uh, I think that was in Fort Myers, right? Was that one in Fort I Myers? I believe so. Yes. One? Uh, and Alex Kirilov, who's really uh, hitting since he got to Fort Myers from Cedar Rapids. Uh, the uh, MLB pipeline, the MLB.com uh, ratings of prospects came out today, and the Twins have... I, the one thing I noted was the Red Sox have a zero in the top 100. The Red Sox three years ago were rated the number one farm system in uh, the um, minor leagues, and they now have zero because wow. they gave up quite a few. Uh, four of them in the sale four, trade. Four of them to, to get rid of. Yeah, sale, Mo and Kata and those guys. Uh, they don't have any. Twins have four. Royce Lewis is 10th, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Alex Kirilov is on the rise. He's 31. Nick Gordon has fallen down a little bit. He's uh, down in, what, 70? And uh, and then this pitcher, this Brudar Grabaro, or whatever his name is, this kid. No idea who that uh, is. <laughs> Bruz, Bruzder Gratterall, who they signed this year, and he's in uh, low A's, but he's uh, or, uh, last year, but he's kind of come out of nowhere. And he's uh, he's he's rated eighty one seventy six for Nick Gordon. He's kind of fallen down a little bit. Hasn't hit as well as people thought. But I think uh, Royce Lewis and uh, Kirilov. Hey, I know after Buxton and Snow, anytime you try to talk up a prospect, people are going to get say, ah, Twins don't know what the hell they're doing. But the fact that Royce Lewis and Kirilov both started in. Lowe, Cedar Rapids, and have now gone to Fort Myers and are still progress are are hitting better there than they were when they left Cedar Rapids. That's a good sign, right? Yeah. It is, but you'll have to forgive me for not getting overly excited. And I know Royce Lewis is a good player, but the last time we went through this was with two guys. One is now or just got promoted from single A, and the other one can't hit in the major leagues in Buxton and Sano. I know. I just said that. But I know that everybody's going to be skeptical, but I want to see the swings. Buxton, I want to see if they got a better swing. If if they got a hit swing, they're going to hit. If they don't have a swing, I'm sure. I'm Kier- also saying not to, I'm, I'm, sure I'm not Kier- giving up on either one of those guys no, yet, no, but, but it's I, tough I'm to get. I'm saying that a couple of years ago, it was really looking like they had nothing coming after Sano and Buxton. And now uh, now these these guys are both, uh, they, they, they got to be satisfied with both. These are their last three number one draft choices. So you got you got to be right on your number one draft yeah. choices, and, yeah. uh, and they which they hadn't they been could, for a long time. And and by the way, 
one thing in this top 100 list with MLB Pipeline that I would argue with is they are putting in, they have several of this year's draft choices. It's a little That's early, a little early, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it yeah early, it's a little early, Like Casey Mize, who just made his first pitching appearance, uh, the number one draft choice from Detroit, they got 20th. How, how do we? How do we know? Do you have the entire list in front of you, or did you just pick out a couple? I just of the have two? the twins list. Did you? Basically. Did you see where Hunter Green was on that list? He was in the top twenty. He was okay. Yes, and they they like him. But uh, here is uh, the uh, the twins list is uh, the top thirty for the twins. Romero is not on the list. Is I didn't think that he'd pitched enough to not be on the list, and he's back in the minors, but maybe when they did it. Gonsalves is uh, fifth. They got Larnach, Larnock, the kid who just got drafted sixth. Rooker, seventh. Wander, Javier, eighth, and he hasn't played all year because he's been hurt. Uh, let's see who else. My guy, Lamont Wade, twelfth. I think my Lamont Wade is going to be seen in the big league. Tyler J. still hanging in there. Zach Littell, 16th. You like that one? Uh, ben Rortvitt, uh 19th. He's a catcher. So they got they got they need a catcher to make it, right? Now Tyler Jake J. Cave is 22nd. Okay. He's in a, he's our regular center fielder. Now Tyler J. <laughs> the is the left-hander we drafted that yes. was a relief pitcher in college. Relief pitcher. We were going to turn him into a starter. starter. One of the but, dumbest drafts of all time. But isn't he back to being a relief pitcher now too I in the minors? So. Okay. He's a left-hander with a good live arm, but how you can draft sixth over? I think he was sixth overall, yes. wasn't he? How you can draft a relief pitcher sixth overall is almost as idiotic as how you can draft Levi Michael, who was—I know he was twenty-something, but he's when your upside is utility infielder, you shouldn't no. be drafted in the first round. You wait, no. you wait no. on a kid like that. Yeah, they—they—they uh, they, they made some uh, terrible mistakes, but this run now, Nick Gordon. Royce Lewis, or Alex Kirilov, Royce Lewis might be pretty good. And Kirilov missed all of last year, correct, mm-hmm. with the Tommy John injury? Yes. We had a few trades today, by the way. Uh, the uh, uh, Brewers get Joaquin Soria. Joaquin Soria, yeah. I, I don't know about that. I, I, I mean, he's. I guess he's been okay for the Mighty Whiteys, but uh, they gave up a couple of prospects. The Astros... The Angels, you think they've given up? They gave the Astros a catcher. Mm-hmm. Maldonado. Martin Maldonado. Mm. Now, Martin Maldonado. And uh, the Yankees get J.A. Happ for, I looked up the prospects they gave up, Billy McKinney, an outfielder, their 20th best prospect, and uh, some other guy. No, so, you know who the other guy is? Who? The Drury kid that they, oh, they, Drury. they got yeah, from Arizona right. that and they then, were thinking was going to be their starting third, third baseman. And then Andujar beat him out. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's who they got. So I guess it's not a terrible trade because Drury's a big leaguer. Yeah. But J.A. Happ, now people say he's the best pitcher available. I don't think so. No, he shouldn't even he's, have been on the All-Star team. No, yeah, he's, 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 he's his mediocre. last His that, last that, few starts, too, he hasn't been. That, that doesn't great. upset uh, Yankee haters as much as uh, getting Britain, uh, getting the reliever. Uh, that's for sure. But the Yankees starting pitching is so mediocre that they. Uh, what do you, What do you think? Are our boys going to do something here or not? I think this weekend will tell tell all, don't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they go now, in there and get swept, I heard in the scoopmeister uh, Doogie. The name he kept throwing out was Zach Duke. But okay, you trade Zach Duke, you get nothing. No, you're going to get, get somebody's thirtieth yeah. ranked prospect. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm wondering, are you going to make a trade that gets you something in return? 
The, and that would the, be, you know, a Dozier or an Escobar. Dozier, one of those two guys. Escobar, Presley, you can get something for, and Gibby, you could get something for. If if J. A. Happ is the, they say the number one pitcher on the market, Gibby's much better than J. A. Happ. So you could, if you could get something for him, I I think I'd move him because I don't think these guys are going to give him a four year deal. They Even though they have still to, have one year, they control have one year control. But my theory is, if you don't want to pay him this spring, next spring, for three years, then get rid of him now because his market value is highest as it'll ever be right now. Yes, yeah. boom. If he's anyway. not in your long term plans, then what are we doing here? Yes, that's right. Anyway, the uh, Fighting Twins in Boston today. Uh, as a guy who doesn't pay any attention to the Twins anymore, but uh, <laughs> if I was, I'd say I'd take one. Four game series, I'll take one. Sure, give me one right now. I'll I'll make a deal with you because they are going to have to face Sale tomorrow. Yes, so and I think they, they will get no hit. And I think they face Price on Sunday. Is it Sale will not no hit him because they'll take him out after seven because they're ahead eight to nothing. They don't want to, <laughs> they want to save him. <laughs> uh, that's just my theory. So anyway. Looks like a mismatch here. Although some guy named Brian Johnson today, so I don't I don't know who it Go is. Go get him, boys. Anyway, Maz. Tony Maz from uh, Boston will be with us at uh, 540 or so. He's fantastic. When I had him, it was before he won the Heisman Trophy. So he's kind of done gone full circle with me, and uh, he's kind of the guy I was when I was recruiting. Uh, a guy just trying to make it. Um, a guy trying to prove that he's, he can be one of the best. And so he tried to do that in high school where he was part of the best high school football player I've ever seen. Uh, and now he's trying to do it again. And uh, all the stuff in the middle really doesn't matter. It's got to be Montreal coach Mike Sherman, yes, right? When he, he was, was trying on, to uh, recruit Johnny Manziel. That to, was him uh, on Golick and Wingo yesterday Texas morning. A&M. Yep. Well, you know who's up there for the uh, ESPN.com covering the Johnny Manziel potential coming out party in the CFL? Our guy, Kevin Seifert. Really? I, I was in contact with him today, and he says, I'm in Montreal waiting for Johnny So and doing hits all day long. Now, did he TV. lobby for this trip to Montreal uh, in, the, yeah. in the mid to late summer? He said summer? the last time he'd been there was in 1988, covering the Orioles and the Expos. Really? When he was the <laughs> Orioles beat writer in Baltimore. Yeah. Wow. So uh, he's there. But anyway, Johnny is not going to start tonight, oh, even no. though Montreal made the trade for him. This game is on television, though. I think he has been two today. Yeah, right? I think on the deuce. On the deuce. And uh, they're going to start some guy named Vernon Adams. But Johnny is expected to get on the field for the first time. I was time. just going to say, if they, especially if the game's like a yes. blowout, because I know yes. Montreal's pretty bad. They expect Johnny to get on the field. Montreal is uh, having a terrible season. They're one and four. Uh, and uh, Johnny probably will get the play. Supposedly... Uh, passing the, the drug test and doing all that good stuff now, out there. So. If the Montreal fans are like most NFL fans, are they going to wish for kind of a blowout? They want to see Johnny play, but they don't want the team to win to secure a, right. a higher draft. I, I'm getting the impression that Johnny's going to get on the field. But they're going to have some plays for Johnny no matter okay. what. Do they play at Olympic uh, Stadium? But, but here's the no. They've know, got like a there's like a outdoor park. I think. Here's oh, what okay. here's yeah. what frightens me about Johnny going to Montreal. Though. He's a bit of a ladies' man, right? I I've mean, heard he's, he's been he likes to club, I've right? Heard, yeah. I mean, and Is even the party even scene if pretty the, strong in Montreal. Even if the alcohol, I've never been there, but I've heard the reports. 
that uh, it is quite the nightlife town, to say the least. How the hell have and you never been to Montreal? Never been to Montreal. Really? Well, I didn't ever really cover hockey. I suppose, and, and they never they never I, played in the World they, Series. They weren't playing Montreal. They weren't playing Montreal in playoff series. They did in uh, when they made the run in the early seventies. They played them, but I wasn't I wasn't traveling then. So, and the only time they made it to the the they, championship they series it. was they, when they played the Dodgers, right? Yeah, Eighty one, yeah. In the when they had the eight team tournament That's because right. of the strike, and they lost. Uh, what Rick, um, Rick Rick Monday. Monday Rick Monday beat him no yeah. bleeping Rick Monday bleeping in Montreal yes. <laughs> yeah, beat him. the uh, otherwise Al- I might have gotten there yeah the Alouettes play at Percival Molson Memorial Stadium oh so boy the, so the beer not- uh, the beer commercial got them there I mean the beer people paid for it then probably yeah the Alouettes you know were out of the league for a number of years. They, and then they, football came back, but Montreal didn't have a CFL team for a few years. How is the health no. of the overall they CFL? They only got nine teams. They're always trying to get a tenth, and uh, they they keep trying to put one in Halifax or you know yeah. out of there in the in the islands, and uh, they haven't been able to come up with the money. Then they tried they tried to put some teams well, down here in the U.S. US in yeah. the nineties, right? But it just somebody didn't go well. from here won it. Some U.S. team when you look was at like the a, great, wasn't there like a team in like Sacramento or well, something? Baltimore had one. Baltimore. Sacramento they had I think they had four or five down here, and one of those Baltimore or somebody won it. Really? So won when you look Cup. at the Grey Cup, it uh, looks a little. Uh, it looks a little strange to see a U.S. team having won it. But it's kind of, you know, go get him, Johnny. I'd like to see. I might tune in tonight to see how Johnny's yeah. doing since I'm boycotting the Twins. I might uh, turn in and see how Johnny's doing and and uh, see if he's doing okay. But uh, he should be able to play in that league. Well, if he so. can't, it's over. I know, but what I'm saying is a different league. They want the mobile quarterback who runs around. The field and, is wider. Yes, and, and yeah. they put the receivers in motion. Yeah. And by the way. Bigger end zones. Do you ever watch it? A little bit, yeah. They're cheating. Some of those guys going in motion are getting there a little early, don't you think? Getting across the line. Yeah, it looks early. like it's a, if you're not, if you're within two steps, how would you like to be a D-back in that league? <laughs> now you gotta, you gotta, you know, boom, they're, they put them in motion. How, yeah. how are you supposed to defend them? And it's three or four receivers at once. They're all in motion, right? I think maybe only two can. Only two? I'm, I'm not sure. So mm-hmm. we're all, I think we're all rooting for Johnny. And but America Johnny loves had three comeback. downs as part of it. America yeah. loves a great yeah. comeback story and everything. But let's just say it doesn't work here. Mm-hmm. Would a step down be like the Arena League? Is that I don't viewed? think you'll go to the Arena League. That's that's a, good. Well, how, the next would be the Polians League next spring, wouldn't it? What's that? That. Thing they're starting next spring. Oh, the XFL? No, no, oh. that's McMahon. <laughs> if that, that's what's McMahon, that's McMahon in 2020. Oh, Bill Polian yeah. and another guy are yeah, starting I think so. the league, Something, it's and they're going to start year, yeah. in February as soon as the Super Bowl's over. Oh God! I think they would, got eight teams. They've been naming some fairly prominent coaches, though, right? Am I, th- I think so. I'm, I'm not sure what the name of it is. Somebody but, look it up. But Bill you know, in football league, you know, Vince McMahon would love to get his hands on Johnny Manziel, though. Oh for, yeah. For the but XFL wait, he said he, no felons. Yeah, you know, yeah. Vince, Vince McMahon will change. He'll, he'll does change he have that a felony? Rule. Who, Vince or Johnny? The Johnny. I think Johnny what does have. What would his felony? Be? Well, because he remember you when, know that when that drug possession. Uh, well, when that, that's when that, not a felony. Well, because you remember when that news first broke that they were going to say no felons, no nobody yeah. with a felony. I think Johnny had actually tweeted out tweeted out something like, "Well, I guess that takes me off." The yeah, list yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
My favorite story is still the one that uh, a friend of mine tells about him and his son when they after he'd won the him and his son ran into Johnny in Arizona in spring oh, yeah. in April. I think his Heisman year, and they'd run into him in a bar and got hammered with him uh, that night before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charlie Ebersol and Bill Polian are going to, the Alliance of American Football. That's right. It's going to be televised by CBS Sports, and it starts February 9th, 2019. Eight-team professional league. The Alliance of uh, American Football. Anyway, (laughs) the punchline is they get hammered with Johnny. They're back in their hotel room, sleeping it off, 9 o'clock in the morning, bang, bang, bang. Come on, we're going to do it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> on the uh, Alliance of American Football, I'll read off some of the names of the head coaches. Okay. You guys will recognize yes. all of these names. Yes. Mike Singletary. Oh, sure. Okay. He will be coaching uh, Alliance Memphis. Ooh, okay. Oh, so it's like the United. Everybody's yes. named yeah, yeah, Alliance. You'll, 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 okay. love, the, you'll Alliance love these names, Memphis. Pat, because everybody starts with the name Alliance. Alliance. Okay. Steve Spurrier, he'll coach Orlando. Rick <laughs> Neuheisel will coach Phoenix. Dennis Erickson. Uh, he'll coach Salt Lake. Mike Riley, the Jettison Nebraska coach, oh, no. he's going to coach San Antonio. Mike Martz is going to be throwing wow, the ball all over the place in San Martin. Diego. And our guy, Brad Childress. Oh, that's right. Coaching Atlanta. Atlanta. That's right. Where's he coaching? Team in? Atlanta. Atlanta. Alliance, so, uh, Atlanta. Do we got? That's only seven. Are we still waiting to name one? Uh, there's another one. Uh, Birmingham will be coached by Tim Lewis, I think. Uh, the name sounds that familiar. The def- that's the oh, old yeah, Green Giants. Bay, uh, the old Green Bay uh, defensive coach, Tim Lewis. Good corner, corner. Okay, back, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He was in yep. Green Bay. Yep. I, I, he was either the guy that Capers replaced or that they wanted uh, replace Capers. I so is remember. this going to be working in concert as some type of minor league? No, because- no, no. They're not affiliated with the NFL, <laughs> but they're uh, they're getting eight, but they're getting a jump on Vince. So. We're going to have year-round football oh, whether we God. want it or not. Oh, whether, yeah, whether Luckily, America needs it or not. Fortunately, at this point, we've avoided a franchise. <laughs> that's, that's For now. News. Until just, the Shakopee United we comes got to... it, We got enough excitement with the Whitecaps coming to town. We don't need a, 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 third, a third-rate I, pro football league. I would love to be on the Alliance Atlanta beat and covering Brad Childress post games that, right. just, uh, that just sound a lot like... Um, uh, um, or, uh, oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, I, I'd go down and I'm surprised. You love Chili. Chili. I'm surprised Chili like hasn't Chili hired too. me as his PR guy. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> That'd be a bold move. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'd be like the crabby coffee <laughs> shop <laughs> of PR. No guy. one asked you. No, buy a ticket, jackass. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, there's a video out there of some kids visiting Pepperdine University where they saw Jimmy Butler working out in the gym, and there's a wrap on his right hand. Uh Uh-oh. It's either a cast or a wrap. I think I should start the rumor that it happened when he punched Cat after Game 5. What do you think? I think you're right. He probably did. After Game 5. I'm going to verify that that hot rumor. I think it's uh, probably broken, and he'll never play again. Either that or Either knuckle that push-ups. This is, yeah, this is his excuse. <laughs> this is his excuse to uh, not have to play with Wiggins and uh, Towns again this year. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway.
Uh, it's, uh, there's a, it, it, he's out there and he's shooting left-handed and messing around. He must he's he must have a house in Malibu, huh? Because Pepperdine Pepperdine University, it's a nice campus. I think a guy could be distracted out on that campus if he was a young fella <laughs> or an old fella or an NBA player <laughs> or, an or old a fella. single NBA player. <laughs> Uh, this report is sponsored by Kitta. Kitta worry-free smoke and carbon monoxide alarms offer 10 years of protection, no battery uh, chirps, with a sealed-in battery offering 10 years of protection, and they're designed to help you choose the right alarm for the right location. Don't wait. Buy Kitta's worry-free alarms today at the Home Depot. Good for them, because there's nothing I hate worse than when I hear that chirp. Oh, the chirp's the, the worst. The chirp, because you know what's coming next. Yes. The bee. <laughs> Twins in Boston for the first of four against the Red Sox. We have a lineup. Yo, let's go. Oh, wait, I gave up on them. That's right. Mauer, Rosario, Dozier, Escobar, Garver is your designated hitter tonight. He's hot. Grossman, Kepler in center field, Adrianza at short, and Bobby Wilson behind the plate. Kyle Gibson will start opposite. Boy, Gardy uh, is nervous just looking at that lineup. Having two catchers and both of them in the lineup, one is the catcher and the other is a DH. That, be, that makes Gardy very nervous. Do we still have Ostadio? No, on the we let him go, and he hit a home run last night. Darn it! Okay, then you're right. Gardy would be very nervous. I knew they were going to put the screws to my guy Willie Willens. Uh, by the way, Kyle Gibson tonight uh, versus Brian Johnson. I Could looked be at, his last ever start for the Twins. <laughs> I looked at the pitching matchups, Patrick. I was wrong. Uh, tomorrow we have uh, what we would call the ultimate mismatch, Lance Lynn versus Chris Sale, uh, mm-hmm. Oda Rizzi versus Rick Porcello on Saturday, and uh, the always uh, uh, important TBA for the Twins versus Drew Pomerantz on Sunday. They will not face they, uh, David Price. Uh, apparently, they're going to. Uh, they don't know if they're going to have made a trade by then. Bullpen game. And they're no. <laughs> I think uh, Jose could. Uh, no, they're going to pitch Jose Monday. So yeah. okay. Uh, Addison Reed will also go on a rehab assignment with AAA Rochester. The plan for him, according to Rhett Bollinger, is to pitch tomorrow. Well, no, Sunday. here's the deal. Mejia is still traveling with him, though. Oh, he God. is still with the club, so he'll probably pitch Could Sunday. you imagine oh, him boy. pitching in Fenway against those guys? Hey, listen, you got Lance Lynn and Mejia. You might bore him to death. That's true. <laughs> That's not bad. Maybe the Red Sox will be disinterested. Maybe the Red Sox will say, Lynn, throw a strike. <laughs> we uh, just played. We had to wait through a three-hour rain delay and got called off last night. Come on, Lance, throw a strike. Uh, your Major League Baseball scoreboard right now, Arizona over the Cubs, 6-4 to four at Wrigley Field. And the Angels hosting the White Sox. They are up 3-2 to two right now. Vikings continue to gather during the first week of training camp down in Eagan. I want to know what happened. Uh, Matthew Collar, he's got a piece right now, 1500ESPN.com, on the long road back to recovery for Timmy Otter, Viking Update, 515. He'll give us an update on Did what you, went on uh, out there today. Uh, Collar also dropped something this morning that the uh, Jets are reportedly uh, open to trading Teddy Bridgewater. Should he? Well, not, I'm sure uh, they are because if he makes the roster, he's guaranteed five million dollars. So yeah. I, I would have. They're going to end up cutting him, is what they're, they're having. Doing. Uh, they're very excited about. Uh, the kid, uh, Sam Darnold. Darnold yeah. Yeah. And then they got that stiff Josh, Josh McCown's 39. Teddy looks good, they're saying. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the Cubs and Diamondbacks, how about this story? A fan attending yesterday's uh, Cubs-Diamondbacks game was injured after being hit by a falling metal tile from Wrigley Field's center field scoreboard. In an odd twist, the fan apparently was shielded 
from a more serious injury by the plastic bucket he was wearing on his head at the time of the incident. The 19-year-old fan was hit by a foot-long metal score tile per the Chicago Tribune. Cubs spokesperson Julian Green indicated the man was treated for serious injuries at a nearby hospital, receiving five staples to close a wound on his head. Ooh, we're going to get a settlement here. She added that this appears to be the first such incident involving a metal tile becoming dislodged from the scoreboard, which is manually operated. Cubs officials are currently investigating how the tile fell in the first place and whether it occurred due to a member of the scoreboard crew dropping it or if it became dislodged by some other reason. There was no reason given why the fan was wearing the plastic bucket. <laughs> but on thank his head. God he was. Yes, because yeah, he only had mm-hmm. five stitch or five uh, staples mm-hmm. in his head. Because he fully intended to get hammered. Yes. That's why he was there in a plastic protection. Bucket. When you're a struggling Major League Baseball team, you need to find ways to get fans to come to games. That's the current state for the San Diego Padres, who sit 20 games under 500 at 42 and 62. The poor play, combined with the fact that there are hundreds of other things to do in San Diego, has prompted the Padres' front office to create a new promotional offer. The Padres are offering a five-win pass that allows a fan to attend as many games as it takes until they see five home victories. <laughs> so that goes that counts next year, too, right? Well, it's only for this year, Pat. Fans receive a ticket for the first game of their pass beginning tomorrow and every subsequent Padres home game until they have claimed tickets Tickets for five home victories. So you don't have to go to, uh, you don't, if they win five, but you haven't been there, your ticket's You're good. still good. It does oh. run through September 30th, which is their last mm-hmm. home game. So whichever happens first. Uh, that that's not a bad That's promotion. not a bad promotion. I think that's pretty good. You're going to get people in the seats and, you know, then they're going to be rooting for they the Padres the to lose. They are the only sports team left in that town. And they still don't spend any money or do anything. They're uh, terrible. Which I mean, is a shame because the ballpark is gorgeous and it's yes, in a great it spot. Yes, it is. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Thank you. Wham! Throws it to the quarterback and Mayfield catches a touchdown pass. Darnold, a quarterback draw. Sam Darnold has a seam for a touchdown. I was uh, somehow stumbled across an NFL show, and I usually turn them off immediately, but they were a panel show. Mm-hmm. But they were discussing the Jets quarterback situation, and, oh, they had that goofy Charlie Casserly on there. What's he on, NFL Network? Must be I NFL think so, Network. yeah. And, and uh, they were talking about Sam Darnold and Teddy, and they were showing some tape of Teddy moving around, and, and this was the panel saying how good Teddy, uh, how good everybody was saying there, that Teddy was lucky. And it, it, and then they also, had, and Charlie Casserly was saying, okay, Josh McCown shouldn't play in the preseason when it counts. They should play Teddy, and they should play Darnold, and they should make their decision on who looks, who looks the best of mm-hmm. those quarterbacks to see who starts the season instead of just automatically committing to Darnold. And they they should, but that McCowan shouldn't be in it. So I got thinking a little bit about these. The there are four. There were five first round quarterbacks taken, and four taken in the top ten. Mm-hmm. And they all have been brought into situations where there's a bunch of veteran quarterbacks. Yeah, Cleveland, uh, Baker Mayfield, right off the bat, first pick. They got Tyroid Tyrod Taylor there, who they yep. went out of their way to sign mm-hmm. to get From a Buffalo. quarterback in. 
And Drew Stanton's there, too, and he's kicked around for a long time. And <laughs> yes, was he in has. Arizona as a backup. And as actually, I suppose if you look him up, he's he played 12 or 15 games by now. Would have he have played that I many? I think so, because he, he, had, a, he had a few starts in Arizona, Arizona when, like, Carson Palmer would they get hurt and whatnot. And then one year, didn't they, like, go to him because they were so disappointed in the other guys? I think he, so. He was there before Carson Palmer, right? He, he might have been. Well, he was in Detroit for a while, okay. backing up staff. So anyway, Cleveland's got Tyrod Taylor and Drew Stanton, and you got to think Tyrod Taylor's going to start, right? That May- oh, Mayfield for sure. wants to start at the. At I mean, Tyrod's the, the most accomplished quarterback of that group. Yeah, then they're going to let. So this is kind of like old times when they didn't immediately start playing the. You know, back in the old days, they made them wait two years to play, even if they were the heir apparent. And plus, if you're the Browns, you're such a mess right now. Like, you don't want to throw Mayfield you don't want to get out there Mayfield right Let Ty And Tyra, Tyrod's more mobile. He'll be able to run away and not get killed. <laughs> but then you got the Jets. You got Darnold comes in, but you got Teddy. Yep. They already got Teddy. They they signed, and they got McCown there. He played last year, yep. right? Yep. But they got McCown, and, and Teddy, they signed him. In April, right? Even when they, I think it was. Well, he was signed. Teddy was signed the very first day of free agency because both he and Bradford remember signed that very first day. So you got two veterans there, McCowan and Bridgewater. Mm -hmm. I suppose they're, as you point out, well, Bridgewater's only making five. That's not much for a, a, a quarterback. I don't know what McCollins But I think make. the Jets are McCollins make. McCollins making a lot. I think it's 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 so, almost ten million. So wouldn't you yeah. keep Teddy and get rid of McCollins? But the problem is, I think McCollins could because he's a two year veteran. I think it's guaranteed. The no, way no, that, they nothing in the NFL. No, is no, guaranteed. no, but I'm saying they're cap because the Jets are in cap hell oh, okay. right now, and I think that the, anyway. So his cap hit is a little bit more. Yeah. So that was right. number three. Number three, you bring in Darnold into a situation where you got veteran quarterbacks. Now that one's more understandable because you didn't know if Ted, Teddy was healthy or not. So Buffalo, they they get AJ McCarron, mm-hmm. who's been waiting. Five years to play, four years to play, Sitting right? behind Andy Dalton. And yeah. they traded him last year and then screwed it up. They were so happy to trade him. And you tell Miss were, Alabama, honey, I got a job. Uh, we're heading I, to Buffalo. I think they split, though. I think they split. <laughs> no, they did. I, I, think, I, they, I think they, they did. did split up. Oh, yes. I did not I know that. So, yeah. My condolences. Well, I, think, I think she, she <laughs> wanted to hide from Brent, I think, maybe. <laughs> uh, but they got A.J. McCarron, and then they draft Josh Allen. Yeah. Now Josh Allen's a project. AJ McCarron's going to play. I would, what if th- he's I would good? think so. What if yeah, he's good? And McCarron is what twenty seven. Yeah. I mean, what he's... if he's good? And then you got Josh Allen sitting there for three years, which used to be the way they did. Or it. what That's if he's what good? Then you trade him. Uh, I don't know. And then this one is this is the one that really puzzles me. Arizona's yeah. got Josh Rosen, the cockiest kid that ever lived. Hmm. They pick him tenth. They already got Bradford. 18 mil, right? 18 mil? Mm-hmm. I think it was 18, 18 mil. mil. And they got Mike Glennon in there, too. Oh, God. Now, I forgot Glennon, they signed Napoleon. Glennon must be... <laughs> oh. Glennon must be... I mean, they the Bears got out from under that contract. No, right? the Bears still owe him on this... Co- that's what I was just going to say. Because the, the Bears gave him $45 million For three years, and right? And 18 of it was guaranteed. Okay. So, so some of that, I think, a, like an eight million dollar chunk I is guaranteed how much this year. So they got mm. a they got a hit on that yes. too, right? Now, so eighteen was guaranteed, but Glennon they got Glennon down there. So if you already got Bradford, what the hell you got Glennon for? 
You didn't know you were going to draft a quarterback. The only thing I can think of is that you got Glennon because you're probably anticipating Bradford getting hurt in week two. And if you want to have maybe another veteran in there in case Rosen, in case you feel like Rosen isn't ready yet. Although I tend to think Rosen's probably going to be, out of all these quarterbacks, Rosen's probably going to be the first one to play. Could be. Because he seems seems like he's... As I keep saying, you well, start. You he gotta, might be good. The problem is, is will start, he stay on the field? You yeah. got to start him, though, don't you? If he's healthy, yeah, or at least he can play. Oh, Brad, when he's healthy, yeah. he is good. I mean, we've seen that here. He was. And then good when Baltimore, he was thirty-two. They the draft in the end of the end of the first round. They draft Lamar Jackson. Uh they got Robert Griffin there too. Right. They got Robert. What, what the hell they get Robert Griffin for? I guess they didn't know they were going to get Jackson. You know what would be hilarious is if they end up cutting Flacco. Uh, I think they're still. Well, no, he's got to be pretty close to the end of his deal. Close, I think this might be the last year. Of if his they deal. turn around and look at themselves and say we stink, are they ready to say they stink? I think I, so. I don't Baltimore. know. Yeah. Uh, well, how'd they end up drafting? Did they trade? No, Lock they traded back into the first, the first round because they drafted a tight end at like 20th or whatever their draft position was. They drafted mm-hmm. a tight end in now, the first if, round. If they look at themselves and say we're no good, will they go with Griffin and Jackson and let Flacco go? Because uh, Flacco's, Flacco's just about cooked. I mean, oh, he hasn't been good terrible. in a couple of years. He's uh, last couple of years. He's been awful. Remember yeah. the remember the big discussion that we'd have. Is, is Joe Flacco is he elite or not? <laughs> is he elite or not? That used that that I hated that conversation before I hated elite <laughs> as a term. Well, I didn't he even was, hate elite. I hated the conversation. Well, and he was always the one too that was always complaining about all the criticism he got because well, I'm winning all these playoff games and yeah, but that's because. You know, you got Ray Lewis and Ed Reed on the other side well, of the field. He did play like hell in the Super Bowl. He did. He, he did. Like yeah. He, you know, he's, he's he was great in that Super some Bowl. Some of the playoff games, he was really good. Yeah. And then the only other quarterback that I liked at all got taken in the third round, the big lug from Oklahoma State, Baker or uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. He goes to Pittsburgh, where they got not only got Ben, they got Landry Jones and, and my guy Josh Dobbs too. Oh, that's from Tennessee. right. Yeah, yeah, they Tennessee drafted him guy. last year. So, what are these teams? My question is, what are they doing with all these quarterbacks? Why do they have so many quarterbacks? Well, it's like I told you yeah. earlier today that they're going to try and get these rosters expanded, and these teams are going to want to have like five or six quarterbacks in the oh, roster because yeah. it's yeah. just it's just this obsession with the position. What's weird? Manny too? and I though have came up come up with it. We're going to trade Trevor Simeon to the Jets for Teddy Bridgewater. Why would the Jets want Trevor Simeon? To get rid of Teddy. I mean, to get rid of Teddy's salary. And we get Teddy back, and Mike Zimmer's got what he always wanted, Teddy but, to play quarterback. But, Pat, we also decided that the the uh, the, made, the the deal breaker would be if the Jets were to ask for Kyle Slaughter. Yes. If they yeah, ask for Kyle not, Slaughter, then it's Kyle no deal. Slaughter. Then we can't, we can't Wait, do that. Viking Nation would be up in arms if we traded the future of the franchise <laughs> Kyle Slaughter. Randy from Cottage Grove would show his face <laughs> yes. if the Vikings traded Kyle Slaughter. Anyway, the quarterback, very confusing. It's it, This is almost like old times when you got veteran quarterback where you draft a, a kid saying he's not going to play for two years at least. So, yeah. yeah. The Vikings, you know, Culpepper, the only reason he got to play his second year was they didn't have anybody else. They, right. they tried to get Marino. They tried to get Marino. Marino's like, right. nah, I'm done. All righty, we uh, shall return with the always popular Today in History. 
Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick? Yeah, the, the second time was different. Uh, defending Olympic champion, I was 21 years old. Uh, knew a little bit more about the decathlon then. Old guy. But in those days, uh, all the decathlon athletes were really track and field people who went out for track. Uh, they had one decathlon a year, and that's, that's all they had. Mm -hmm. On this day in history, July 26, 1952, Bob Mathias of uh, Tulare, California, won his second Olympic decathlon. He became the first decathlete to win two gold medals in the Olympics. He won his first as a 17-year-old in London. Wow. He won his second in 1952, became a national hero, Wheaty Boxes, the whole deal, and uh, so much so that he uh, served eight years in Congress from 1967 hmm. to 1975. He was a fine, wholesome Republican, and then Watergate came, and he got booted out with a whole lot of, uh, of Republicans because of uh, Watergate. But I bring this up for this reason. Uh, a, he, he, was a, he was a national hero. He was a movie in 1954, the Bob Mathias story, starring Bob Mathias in 1954. <laughs> he acted a little bit, but he winning the decathlon made you a national hero. Uh, Rafer Johnson, 1960. Bruce Jenner, 1976. That's right. Uh, and here's what here's my question, Annie. The United States of America currently has the two-time gold medalist in the decathlon. Uh, one in 2012, one in 2016. You know everything about sports. Name this man. I have no idea who it is. <laughs> I'm telling you about, there's, we talk about boxing falling off the cliff, horse racing, yeah. track and field has fallen off the cliff. Ashton Eaton is the two-time okay. gold medalist, U.S. guy. There's only been three of them. Uh, uh, Bob Mathias the first, Daley Thompson the Brit in 1980 and 1984, and now the U.S. has Ashton Easton as a uh, Eaton as a two-time uh, Olympic gold medalist in the decathlon.